April 19th. We turn our attention now to the New Testament, and today we'll be reading in Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 48. That's Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 48. Now, this is uh, what is known as the triumphal entry, but uh, there were mixed emotions going on as the Lord approaches the city. This is the day of visitation. What a tragedy that the Jewish nation did not even know their own king when he came to them. But when he comes again, will he really find faith on the earth? Our Lord wept, for he saw the terrible judgment that was coming to the city and the people. But what is God looking for? Well, he's seeking the lost, he is seeking worshipers, and he wants fruit, real spiritual fruit, in our lives. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, meekness, gentleness, temperance, self-control, and he wants faithful servants. Has he found you? Do you belong to him fully and completely? Well, with that, let's hear what the Word of God has to say as we read today from the New Testament. April 19th, Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 48. After telling this story, Jesus went on toward Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany, on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them, and as you enter it, you will see a colt tied there that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, The Lord needs it. So they went and found the colt, just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, Why are you untying our colt? And the disciples simply replied, The Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. Then the crowd spread out their coats on the road ahead of Jesus. As they reached the place where the road started down from the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Bless the King, who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke her followers for saying things like that. He replied, If they keep quiet the stones along the road would burst into cheers. But as they came closer to Jerusalem and Jesus saw the city ahead, he began to cry, I wish that even today you would find the way of peace, but now it is too late, and peace is hidden from you. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close in on you. They will crush you to the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place, because you have rejected the opportunity God offered you. Then Jesus entered the temple, and began to drive out the merchants from their stalls. He told them, The Scriptures declare, My temple will be a place of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. After that, he taught daily in the temple. But the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the other leaders of the people began planning how to kill him. But they could think of nothing, because all the people hung on every word he said. If I could be that guy in your life, if I could be your pastor today and say, how are you doing physically? How are you doing emotionally? How is your soul? How are you? 
Can you sustain the pace at which you're living, traveling, eating, exercising, or not? Is it sustainable? See, 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 church, so much of church and the church experience of community life, we fail to recognize is about lasting. Right? This, we, didn't, we didn't start this church 24 years ago so that it would evaporate a couple decades later. No, we want to endure to the end. We want this community to continue to grow and serve people and serve the spaces and cities that it's in, right? We want to endure to the end. Your life is an endurance race. If you're running it like 100 meters, maybe you should adjust it. Maybe the spirit of Jesus would be so kind today to speak to us. Hey, you're, you're out of breath spiritually. I want you to capture your breath again. I want you to recover that invigoration and that passion and that thrill. I want you to recover the passion. Do you remember when you used to read your Bible and you would read it and it was so much life to you? You couldn't help but call somebody and tell them about what you read because it was so good. Remember the times you would just spontaneously start talking to God, not because you wanted a prayer time, you just loved Jesus and wanted to talk to him. Sometimes there needs to be a reminder to recover that spiritual vigor, that spiritual skip in your step. I love scripture because it makes abundantly clear to us that this life is not about the fastest, the quickest, the smartest, the coolest, and the trendiest. It's about those who are faithful. Faithful. You know who's faithful? Jesus is the standard of faithfulness. Let us run the race with endurance. That's the first characteristic of your life. Your life is about enduring to the end. By the way, one last comment on this particular aspect and subject. A lot of people make a lot um, about vision. What's your vision? Could I be so bold to tell you that the greatest vision you can have is to finish well? Is to endure to the end. How much money you're going to have, how much renown you're going to have, how much people like you or don't like you. Can, Can I just say a lot of that is not under your control. But the Holy Spirit will help you have self-control to be, to grow every day, to be the man and woman that he's called you to be. I've said it before, but one of my biggest visions in life is to get nicer and sweeter and kinder, more present with people and where they're at and what they're going through. I want to, you know, I, I like old scriptures like bear one another's burdens. What if our vision was to get better at feeling as passionate, challenged, and painful as you do, even though you're the one going through it and not me, but because I'm so invested in people, I feel the depth of emotion you feel in the challenge and pain you're going through. What if we could grow into that? What if this life isn't everything we've made it up to be? What if it was literally to become more like Jesus? success comes and success goes and have you noticed it's kind of hard to define success and when you go to scripture by the way you see that God uses the word success even in the Old Testament but his definition of success is not cheap and fleeting and temporary like ours Today we're reading in Psalm 88 verses 1 through 18 Now this is one of the few psalms that does not end on a note of glorious victory. When Haman wrote it, he was suffering greatly, 
and God had not given him any relief. But he kept on praying anyway, he kept on trusting God. Next time you want to say, nobody knows how I feel, well, take time to read this psalm, Psalm 88. How did Haman feel? Well, like a dead man buried in a dark pit, like a drowning man sinking under cold waves and billows. He felt pretty bad. He felt like a defiled man watching everybody run away and leave him alone. Even his friends deserted him. Most of all, he felt like a doomed man whom God had completely forsaken. But uh, Haman did not give up. He hung in there. Instead, he looked by faith to God, the God of wonders, the God of loving kindness, the God of faithfulness. He cried out to God and told him just how he felt. He wasn't uh, putting on any religious or spiritual-sounding pretense. He told God exactly how he felt. He was honest with God. Now, your feelings may change, but God never changes. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can trust Him even in the dark, even when you seem to be drowning. When you feel most alone, you can trust Him. God knows how you feel. He felt that way himself. Remember on the cross when he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He is not distant from us. He knows how we feel when we suffer, when we feel alone. And he's working out his purposes for you. The final verses of your psalm here have not been written yet, but God knows what they are. So wait for him. Wait on the Lord. He's worth waiting for. Psalm 88, verses 1 through 18. For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah, to be sung to the tune, The Suffering of Affliction, a psalm of Heman, the Ezraite, a song. O Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried out to you day and night. Now hear my prayer, listen to my cry, for my life is full of troubles, and death draws near. I have been dismissed as one who is dead, like a strong man with no strength left. They have abandoned me to death, for I am as good as dead. I am forgotten, cut off from your care. You have thrust me down to the lowest pit, into the darkest depths. Your anger lies heavy on me. Wave after wave engulfs me. You have caused my friends to loathe me. You have sent them all away. I am a trap with no way of escape. My eyes are blinded by my tears. Each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my pleading hands to you for mercy. Of what use to the dead are your miracles? Do the dead get up and praise you? Can those in the grave declare your unfailing love? In the place of destruction, can they proclaim your faithfulness? Can the darkness speak of your miracles? Can anyone in the land of forgetfulness talk about your righteousness? O Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. O Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face away from me? I have been sickly and close to death since my youth. I stand helpless and desperate before your terrors. Your fierce anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have cut me off. They swirl around me like floodwaters all day long. They have encircled me completely. You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Only darkness remains. Proverbs chapter 13, verses 12 through 14. 
Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when dreams come true, there is life and joy. People who despise advice will find themselves in trouble. Those who respect it will succeed. The advice of the wise is like a life-giving fountain. Those who accept it avoid the snares of death.